0: Hello everyone, welcome to Endless. This is your host Nana Obey. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. Our episode today is about what we need to do to make great friends. There is a famous quote by the American author Zig Ziglar that states that if you are looking for a friend, you're going to find they are very scarce. However, if you go out to be a friend, you will find them everywhere. This is a great analogy in putting responsibility back to us. It always starts with our motives. If we are going with the intentions of being a friend to someone, then more likely we will attract friendship. This is not just to have friends or having people around you. You are looking for meaningful friendships, long-lasting relationships where you can rely on someone, where you can trust someone. You want to be in, or you wish, to be in relationships where you can give and receive support. Those are the kind of things I'm trying to touch here with this episode. In our last episode on friendship, we saw how beautiful it is to have good friends and loyal friends around because those are the people who can definitely empower you to be the best you can be. When you have such people around you, such community of wonderful women, wonderful sisters, wonderful relationships with others where you can freely be yourself and and freely become yourself, That energy is priceless, right? Because it takes you to a new dimension of yourself that you you haven't even imagined. Those people who cheer you up as you are climbing the ladder of your own success and they're there to make sure that they have your back. They make sure that you are supported, that in case you fall or you stumble, they will always be there for you to help you get up and continue your journey. Those are the people we dream to have around us. But in order to get there, in order to have such people, there is work that needs to be done behind the scenes. It doesn't matter if you have met those lovely ladies or that lovely lady when you were five, there is still work that needs to be done, not only to have, but to maintain such relationships. Just like any other relationships, there are tests and trials to make sure that your friendship endures and survives the testing of time. And this will require trust, loyalty, commitment in time, commitment in emotional availability, financial commitment, all that there is to be there for a sister, for a friend, for another human being. Also, as we get older, maybe in our 30s and 40s, we can see and notice that it becomes very hard to meet genuine people. If we were lucky enough to bring the friendship of our childhood into our adult life, then this is great. If we have lost them along the way, maybe unfortunately by death or whatever reason, then we have to rebuild And that rebuilding can be stressful in old age because people tend to mingle with expectations. Expectations of what they will get from you. Everything becomes calculated as we get older, either because of job ambitions, maybe you have notoriety in the community or on national stage, so they want to be associated with you to get a contract with your endorsement or just because people don't want to be lonely. So friendship in old age is quite complicated. However, good friendship, great friendship still can happen. Though I love my community so much, I love my family so deeply, but a lot of people who have come to my rescue who have lent an ear to my problems, those people were not necessarily from the same race that I am, or the same gender, or the same religion, or the same beliefs. Friendship can come from anywhere. This world has so many people from diverse backgrounds. If you refuse to be limited only within your community, within your race, within your religion, within your church, and make yourself available to human kindness and human value, you will be amazed of the portfolio of greatness in your relationships. You will be surprised by the amount of riches that is out there in people and realize how much you've been missing all this time. There are so many options. And if those options are outside of our comfort zone or immediate environment, then we need to make an effort to reach out sometime. Yes, most of the time, if you want friendship, you have to be a friend. You have to go out there and say that you are available for friendship. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be immediate. And when you are out there, you need to know that you are capable of standing alone, standing by yourself. You need to be confident that you can accept criticism. You can handle rejections without feeling bad about yourself, without letting that impact or influence the way you see yourself. See, when you are looking for friendship, you need to be willing to be vulnerable, You need to be willing to expose a little bit about you so that people can enter into your world and judge if they want to be a part of your world and vice versa. So if they do reject what you offer, you should be able to logically process it. In other words, you're probably disappointed or you are sad. However, you are hopeful that somebody else may accept your offer right? So you don't get into depression just because someone refused your friendship offer. This is a big step. Being able to be comfortable with your own self. Also do an introspect and ensure that you are looking for people not to complete you, but to walk with you, to laugh with you, to go on this life journey with you. So you need to be in the market of friendship knowing that you can be happy with yourself. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about being your own friend first. The very first person that you know the longest is yourself. You were born with yourself. You live with yourself. Whether you don't know who you are yet, You are nonetheless the person who knows most about you beside God. You know most about your biggest fears, your biggest desires, your biggest dreams, your struggles, your pains, your failures, your successes. You know you were the first witness to your own life. You were there. (laughs) You had to be there. So it is imperative and maybe crucial For you to be comfortable with yourself, to actually like yourself. It's a great tool to know our limitations, to know the things that we cannot stand. It's a great advantage to know what we cannot compromise so that we are not swayed by other people's opinion or decision about our lives. It's very important that we are confident enough in ourselves that we're able to reject certain relationships when we see that they're not adding value to who we are already and they're not assisting you to get to the vision that you have for your own life. So it does help to be comfortable with yourself in order to have a clear vision of where you want to go and who you want to invite in your world and why you want to invite them. So spending time alone enables you to work on your mindset and learn your value, your worth, learn to see yourself differently, change the way you speak, change the way you carry yourself, change the way you see yourself. That moment alone where you look at your story, whether it's a good story or a bad story, you own it, you take control over it, and you decide to actually make it better and you decide what kind of people should enter into your world from then on and what kind of person you want to become we are all evolving and trying to be better hopefully that's what we want for our lives we want better life situation. We want better careers. We want better homes. We all aspire to have better things. We also want to be better than we were yesterday. We want to accomplish more than we have done two years ago. I cannot emphasize enough on how powerful this moment of quietness, this moment of reflection can be if we use it productively, if we use it in a healing manner. It is an empowering moment because we can actually take authority over our own lives. It's very empowering to realize that we do not need to depend on others or depend on things to feel whole. We are with them because we want to be with them and not because we need them. We are all species in developing stage. No one has reached the optimal of greatness yet. It is life transforming. It is liberating when you start feeling compassion for yourself. When you actually look at yourself as a person who can make mistakes and who needs help. When you can actually embrace yourself and pat yourself in the back for the steps that you have made to improve your life to be better. That is really priceless. In my book titled, A Time to Be With Others, A Time to Be Alone, I call it the therapy of solitude. And the more time you practice or exercise the therapy of solitude, the more comfortable you become with yourself, self-motivated, self-renewed, the more likable you are to your own eyes and you will want to be your own friend. And at that time, you will be ready to be a friend and you will be ready for friendship. This was Nana Obey. Such a pleasure to spend time with you. Until our next podcast, have a great week.